I feel like I have such an innate love for everybody and helping others, but I have to keep that in check, right? Because <laughs> I've still got to make sure I'm taking care of myself. Okay. Hello. Hello, Lisa. Hello. So great to meet you. I know we are going to rock and roll today. I'm excited to have you on. You are an expert in all things women's health. And my audience is, although we have men behind the scenes and I love it when men listen to, I'm pro men as well, (laughs) even though the brand is the unstoppable woman. Um, you know, the majority of our listeners are women, women in business, women entrepreneurs, they they go hard. Um, and I think you're going to have a lot of helpful information for Absolutely. them in terms of how to really, you know, the thing I want to dive into is, is energy because so many of my clients, you know, I read between the lines a little bit, but they say things like, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't focus. Um, I'm tired. I'm and and some of them are saying things to me before they become clients around like I'm afraid of burning out. So they have some experience around that. So let's just dive in right there. What is your take on that? Oh my gosh, I think it's so true because I here's the reality as women, I think it's hardwired in us, right? Like I'm not a mom, but I think there's probably a lot of women that are listening that are moms. And even if we're not mothers, we still give to everybody else first, right? I just think that's something that's hardwired in us to nurture everyone else. And so that's my biggest thing, ladies, is that we've got to be able to nurture ourselves, take care of ourselves, because when all of a sudden we've given to everybody else and we are like sitting on the kitchen floor, sitting there saying, what in the world happened? Like I'm exhausted. I am so fatigued. I'm overweight. I'm like, my health has gone. Like, I don't even know what's happening right now. And like, I'm taking care of kiddos or taking care of my business or doing whatever. Wait a second. So has that, is that your experience? Have you gone through that? Have you had the like bathroom floor, kitchen floor? Yeah. Okay. So talk to us about that. Let's make it real. Yeah. For me. So here's the reality. Like I, um, I'm a chiropractor. I'm a naturopath. So I'm very much holistic, know my stuff. And so for me, and this is, I guess we're, I'm going to deep dive into a whole nother, like into this, because I think every woman can relate and we've got to be okay with ourself first. Right. So for me, I was always looking for outside approval. Like I was never skinny enough for the guys. I was never pretty enough. It was always whatever it was. And so I was doing all of these great things. Like I was eating paleo before paleo was ever a term, right? I was eating like a low fat paleo. So that was keto even, that's a big buzzword now. Uh, I was doing CrossFit five days a week and I was struggling with my weight, right? And I wasn't eating sugar. And so when I would sit there and talk to my patients about this is how we need to be eating for health and all of that, I felt like I was being judged by them. That they would like look at me and say, really Dr. Lisa, like you're fat, you don't eat sugar. But it was like, no, I really don't. And I can't figure out why my body's not changing, right? So it was a really well-intentioned, well-meaning friend when we're at a seminar and she looks at me, she's like, here's the deal, Lisa. Like she's a chiropractor too, like very knowledgeable. She's like, here's the deal. What's wrong with you? There's something wrong with your body. She goes, I see how you eat. I see how you work out. You should be a size two. So obviously there's something wrong. So that's the worst thing to hear. Like when all of a sudden all your confirmation, because ladies, come on, we all are like, what's wrong with Right? Like we can't You're like, oh my God, like, there is something wrong with something me. something wrong with me. They just told me that. So I did like the worst thing possible and basically starved myself for months. Um, but I lost weight. <laughs> Wait a second. So your response, let's just break this out, like break this out, break this right. down. Your colleague says, Hey, hey, Lisa, I'm concerned. You know, this like, is something working. wrong with you. Like, and- I see how hard you work out. You should be really skinny. And I'm like, and instead of going into investigation, you went into, I'm gonna go harder. I want to call that out. Okay. Because I think this happens in business. It happens in health. It happens (laughs) in relationships. I'm going to do the thing that's not working right now harder and hope that that's going right. And I know for me that that was a, a, a thing like before I had my breakthrough, when I really broke through financially, I had multiple strategies. I wasn't, you know, only this, but my one main strategy was go harder, work harder. Like if, if I'm going to outwork 
everyone else. I'm going to just be that, that willpower woman. And at some point it's unsustainable. There, there is a place for, for, you know, working out in your case or hard work or focusing on your diet or whatever it is, but it gets to be like, if it's not, if you're not getting the results that you want, you got to look at the causes. What are you putting in there? Yeah. Right. And that's the thing, like you just said it, like, just go harder. Uh, isn't it just like, I feel like it's such a male dominated thing, but you know, like I'm in a male dominated profession, right? Like I am the first female to ever, I'm president of our association here in the state first female ever. Like I sit with a bunch of men. Like, so of course, like I went to school with a bunch of men, like maybe that's just, this is what it is. Like, so that was what I did then I did a really ridiculous, um, well, I did a bunch of intermittent fasting. I know that's a huge buzzword now, yeah. but back then it was just the beginning. Uh, and I followed all the guys with the, and again, I love men. And it's so, <laughs> and it's so attractive. Like I, right. like, here's the thing. I love that male energy. I yes. love, like, I'll listen to a podcast and it's go hard, go hard. And I get all amped up and I get all motivated and excited. And I can do that for a period of time. And then I can't. And, and, and I think it's, so what is your take? You know, a lot of people, myself included, talk a lot about sort of masculine energy and feminine energy. And, and were you able to change your approach so that you were coming at it, not from a, um, I mean, no structure, but from a different kind of energy? I think over the course of the last five years, it's so much of a, Lisa, you need to nurture yourself. Yeah. You need to take care of yourself. And so I think that's where I was coming from of trying to take care of everybody else, like taking care of all of my patients, taking care of my business, nurturing that my business is my baby. Right. And it was like, all right, self-care 101, because I was at the point where it wasn't on the kitchen floor, but I literally was sitting at, so let me like, I lost weight. I did a bunch By starving of starving yourself. Yeah. With strict intermittent fasting, which yeah. all the guys are like, this is great. And then there were a few of us women that were like, I don't think this is right. Like we're getting something all messed up and what it is. We can deep dive into that later if you want, but it's our, our hormones, our hormones are different 30 days out of the month. Right. And so the fact is like <laughs> men, only 30 days out of the month. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> so, so for me, like I did that. And I remember like being at, um, seminars and these guys all of a sudden they're like man lisa you're so sexy now like what i'm like oh really i'm sexy now because in the meanwhile what had happened my kitchen floor crying episode was actually at my hairstylist she was cutting my hair and when i walked in first she's like i don't know what you're doing but you need to stop because you're not looking good lisa she's like i know you've lost the weight but you're not looking good and then all of a sudden and i can't believe i'm going to share this but i will i'm sitting in the hairstylist chair and she's like lisa i need to show you something i'm like what do I have a bald spot on my head? <laughs> she goes, I need to show you something. And she turned me around and like, seriously, my stomach sinks. I was losing chunks of hair, chunks of hair. Like I had tanked my health. Yeah. So here, all of a sudden the guys are like, oh, you're so sexy, Lisa. And I'm sitting here thinking, holy smoke. So as I'm in a panic attack at my hair salon and my, I'm in a town of 5,000 people, I'm a holistic health person. Right. My, so there's my, even that layer to it. It's not like yes. I did that, but I'm not the expert around health. Yes. right? And now all of a sudden I created this because I was so like set up on what the guys wanted that I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't sexy enough. I wasn't whatever it was. And I just had to be okay with myself. So here's my hair salon or my stylist is like, I'm going to call the ambulance on you. I'm like, no, you're not like, I'm getting through this. Like, get me an orange. Let me bring up my blood sugar. Like I'm going to, I'll be fine. But I even laugh about it now. Like she knows like it was the scariest situation for me. And that's when I was like, I've created a massive storm. Like this is horrible. So how did you get out of that? Oh my God. I started eating, you know, <laughs> which is good. We need sustenance. You know, yeah, I mean, it was. I think we and need so, sustenance on a lot of different levels, oh, like food sustenance, love sustenance, you know, connection, intimacy, mm -hmm. All of that. It was. And so it was the fact like I was traveling nonstop at that point. I was gone every single weekend on an airplane. So I was adrenal fatigue. I was burned out. Like when you say burnout, I was there. And so that was me. I was the perfect storm. I had a leaky gut. I had all sorts of stuff. And so me doing this very strict intermittent fasting, low calorie, it was not what my body needed at all. Not what any of our bodies need. So for me, I deep, like just deep dive. Like I realized what I had done, <laughs> everything I was following nothing that my gut was telling me to do, right? That little innate voice, <laughs> I went against it, so don't. But I 
literally I started eating a lot more fat. So I'm a huge fan of keto, a good, good quality fats. Started doing that and just started doing all of my different nutritional supplements and taking care of myself. I literally had to stop burning the candle from both ends. So that was like, all right, focus in on your sleep, focus in on all of the stuff. So, so talk to me about that. Cause a lot of women have a challenge with that. They're running their own business. Everything's on their shoulder. They might be the, the breadwinner in their, mm-hmm. for their family. A, a lot of women these days are the ones that are bringing in, you know, the primary income, sometimes even the, the man staying home, taking care of the kids. Uh, and you say to them, you actually need to work a little less and balance your life. And I, I like the word harmonize better, but yes. you know, like you need more sleep and, and people will nod your head, their head on that, but to that, but I know that underneath it, they're going and they, cause they tell me how the hell am I going to actually run my business and pull back like you're, sh- you're sharing with me. Yeah. So how do you speak to that? What would you say to that? You know, I am a huge fan of baby steps and I even in health transitions and all of that stuff. And um, Tony Robbins, I, I steal the sign from him all the time. Right. But he is the one, I think it was at UPW where he, um, is that, yeah. As soon as I said that, it was like, yeah, unleash the power. Within. <laughs> but he used the analogy of when we think of our kids, when they're learning to walk, you know, they're crawling and they, and they try to walk and they fall and they fall and they stand back up and they fall and they stand back up and they fall. And we never look and say, Hey, my kid's just not going to be a crawler or not going to be a walker. He's just going to crawl the rest of his life. Um, we never give up on our children, but so often we give up on ourselves. Like, Hey, healthy living's too hard for me. He's sleeping a lot. Like this is just whatever it is too much. We need to do baby steps. So it is when Ladies, when you are burned out and you're like, but how do I add this in? Just start with a small step. If you can just start drawing boundaries of this is work time, this is family time, right? And then making sure and making that commitment of getting to bed at a certain time. Because what I don't think people realize looking at from the health perspective, so many things happen when we sleep, right? It's our detoxification happens. We heal when we sleep. You know, think of how tired we get when we're sick. There's a reason because we are healing. And so we need to have that quality sleep, just our hormone balancing, all sorts of stuff. So that way, when we're 60, 70, 80 years old, we're not like completely fried and a wreck. (laughs) So, so, you know, I've worked with several clients, many clients, but two pop into my head immediately. One just recently, actually, who had sleep issues. And we came at it from a mindset perspective, like one client recently, I was digging into why she wasn't sleeping well. And I just asked her, you know, what's actually happening? She's like, I'm waking up every hour thinking about work and what needs to be done. And I asked the question, seemed like a simple question to me, but it blew her mind and it changed things for her, which I was very pleased about, which was, what does your subconscious think is going to get done by you waking up every hour? like ask it that, that logic question. And when she did, she started sleeping better. Isn't that great? Yeah. And like, she stopped waking up because she actually had that little mini conversation with her subconscious and she was able to like that her subconscious was no longer thinking that that was the appropriate strategy for saving her from certain death right? Like, cause she was in panic about how she was growing her business. So I come at it from this mindset perspective, but I'm sure you have some, in addition to mindset, maybe, maybe it's all mindset, but I I'm assuming that you also have some supplements and health, absolutely more sort of straight up health strategies. Yeah. Here's the deal. Let's talk about like, when you talk about burnout, typically what that is, is the adrenals, the adrenals sit on top of the kidneys, they control our energy. And so what happens is we go, we go, we go. (laughs) And so those adrenals start just, they get fatigued at this point. And so if the adrenals go, then we start seeing thyroid issues, which I feel like probably every woman listening is like, oh yeah, I've had my thyroid check, right? Like we all, we all know that. So I love magnesium. So magnesium is a great supplement to take before bed. Just that is going to help relax. That's going to help you sleep really good. Another great way. I am a huge fan of like Epsom salt baths. So Epsom salt is very high in magnesium, but that's also just a relaxation thing. So, you know, if you've got toddlers at home, you're like, how in the world will I ever find time to do this myself? 
So maybe the magnesium supplements would be good. (laughs) But otherwise I love essential oils too, just because of the, um, there's so many therapeutic benefits to actual essential oils, not like the fragrance chemical oils, but the ones that are actually coming from plants love them. So lavender. So talk to us about that. Yeah. Which ones? Lavender and cedar wood are especially so good at night. And so cedar, what a lot of my clients will be like, it smells like cat pee. I'm like, it really doesn't. It smells like cedar. Like I think of it smells like a sauna, but I also don't have cats, but we'll blend it with a little bit of lavender. (laughs) So it literally will help people fall asleep. But again, if women are going through menopause or if they're perimenopausal, they might be having issues sleeping as well because that's a hormonal thing. And so we really, or it could even be a gut imbalance. You know, I look a lot with clients on parasites and mold and that type of stuff too. So there's such, it's a multifaceted approach, but I, you know, I love going with the baby steps. Let's look at, like you just said, let's prep the subconscious mind because that thing is powerful. So it certainly is. Yeah. So would you use the same essential oils during the day or do you use different essential oils? Not during the day. Cause you'll put yourself to sleep. Okay. Well, what, <laughs> well, what lavender you- is nice and relaxing, but for sure, cedar wood, what that does, cause people will hear about taking melatonin supplements. Mm. And again, coming from a chiropractic perspective, I don't like giving the body something that it makes on its own because then you're telling your body like hey i got this don't worry about making it so melatonin or melatonin i'm sorry cedar wood stimulates melatonin production so i like that to tell my body hey make some melatonin that's going to allow me to sleep that'll be nice so interesting okay so don't take cedar wood during the day anything that if someone has got an overact like they're they're in full bone blown like i'm on the i'm in the rat race i'm like treading water, like any essential oil that you would recommend for just helping them chill? Trying to, well, lavender would be nice just to help chill. And then for those people that are like trying to, um, if you're getting those afternoon slumps, those energy slumps, and you're like, I've got to get through my afternoon. I got to power through this. I really like peppermint for that because that will be nice and uplifting. Um, and then also the big thing I focus a lot on diet, like if we're getting that energy crash in the afternoon, start figuring out how much sugar and carbohydrates we're eating and cut those out at lunchtime because that's that afternoon, you know, blood sugar crash. Oh, good stuff. Okay. So where does the energy actually come from? Like from a health perspective, like from our like physical energy or is it all energy, all kind of transmuted? Well, let's, an- let's answer that from all the, I mean, I have the metaphysical answer yeah. to that, right? Yeah, like right. all the energy that ever was and ever will be is here and it's here now. And there's, right. it's, it's just changing form. Okay. Yeah. So, so is that what we're doing with our bodies? Absolutely. And that's where I think a lot of our energy, the food that we're eating. So what is the quality of our food that we're eating? Mm-hmm. Um, I always teach our patients. The fact is, you know, everything that we are, like every single cell regenerates in our body, right? Our stomach cells regenerate every couple of days. Like our liver regenerates every seven years. So like you are literally a brand new person seven years from now. And so it's all, it's based upon that quality of food and the nutrition that you've put into your body now and where you are seven years from now, right? So let's get good quality food for those nutrients because that's how, and it's not just what we eat. It's how well are we digesting them? Because so many people have so such digestive issues now. Poor digestion. Well. Yeah. Yes. How much of that comes from stress? Oh, so much of it. Right. But, and, and I think of, it's not just the typical stress of what we think of, right? Like think of what we've been through over the course of the last year, year and a half. Like there is so many more additional stressors. Now people are on computers nonstop. We have the blue light from all of our computer screens and our iPads and our iPhones and all of this stuff. Like, And then we have the stressor of like wearing a mask. And now all of a sudden that's something different that our bodies have never had to deal with. So we're getting stressed from all different um, areas. And I always use the analogy of um, it might be, you know, I'm a, a huge fan. You probably are too. I do not like people watching the news, right? Like I don't want, (laughs) there's so much negative stuff on the news. And the example I use is like, I'm outside of Detroit. So here's, here's the reality. If I were watching the 11 o'clock news every night before I went to bed, now all of a sudden I've just filled my mind with all this stuff, right? So in it, I know that it was whatever events happened in Detroit, but my body reacts to it innately. Like, my body thinks I'm running from a lion or a tiger or a bear. Mm -hmm. And so now all of a sudden, all this other stuff is happening, a whole bunch of hormonal cascade in the body. So, and it's affecting your sleep, which is then it, which is then a double whammy, right? 
this constant yeah. horrible cycle. Yeah. Yeah. So, you can't rejuvenate. Oh my gosh. No. So we need to make sure that we're doing all of those right things because rejuvenation is so important. Yeah. So what do you do when you don't get good sleep? Like you, you, you've done all the things, right? You're not watching the news. You got your cedar wood, you got your lavender, <laughs> you're taking your, your magnesium, you're doing all the, the self-care right things. And you wake up and you had a nightmare or, or you didn't sleep well for some reason, the dog or the cat was up or the kids yeah. were up or what is your go-to mm, way of attending to yourself the next day when you're, you're wiped? Yeah, no, I have done that. I've just went through and um, I had a very, just lots of uh, stress just within, I lost a good friend in December, right? So mm -hmm. for all people that are like, yeah, I haven't been sleeping. I was like, I'm right there with you. And then I have this stupid aura ring that tracks everything. So then it only tells me in the morning that I didn't sleep well. I'm like, well, I wait a second, that. go back. I don't know about this aura ring. You got to tell yes, me. Yes. So aura what ring. I, um, it's a ring that's tracking, uh, aura as an O O U R A, but it tracks sleep patterns. It's does heart rate variability. It does all of my exercise. My movement gives me a readiness score every morning. So, um, I do love that. And so, but it is in the morning, I kind of sink it on up and it shows me and it's like, well, you slept X amount of hours and how much, how many hours of deep sleep and REM sleep versus, you know, light sleep. So yeah, I have been that. And so I understand because I've been there. I was definitely there. I would get up and I'd use my oils and I'd still watch that clock. And my mind was racing on thinking of everything, right? Um, you have to be okay with it. Like I hate just, you have to come to acceptance of like, this is where it is. And I just would power through in the morning, make sure you have really good quality protein. I don't want to do a lot of sugar throughout those days because you're going to get your highs and lows and highs and lows of a, of a roller coaster, but focusing on that. Um, we don't want to really string ourselves out on caffeine, but I am that person. I, I have really coffee is my vice. I have, I allow myself <laughs> all organic, really great coffee. So I do have that my cup of coffee in the morning, but I don't do sugar or anything else. So I allow yeah. myself my good coffee. It's yeah. my, my time. The thing that works for me, if, if I'm cognizant and aware, which is not, it usually takes me a little while to get there. It is, is not to be in resistance to it. Like what we resist persists. So if I, if I feel tired, let's say I didn't wake up feeling rested, which doesn't happen that often. I'm a good sleeper, but it does happen. And then I push against it and I'm like, anxious because of it or resistant to the the feeling of exhaustion it actually makes it worse mm -hmm. and so i instead just kind of sink into it and i don't force it i went off coffee for a little while and my body loved it but my mind and my taste buds did not so i'm back on coffee <laughs> i mean again like and i <laughs> and, it, and it's so yummy but i've been doing it so what's your take on this i've been doing it with um uh, what's his name? The bulletproof Asprey. Yeah. yeah. His Instamix. Um, yeah. because it's just easy. What do you think of that as it seems I do like that. I'm that person. Yeah. I kind of like, cause this is my little thing. If you ever listen to my podcast of that type of stuff, but, um, I, I'm a huge fan of keto, right? So is Dave. Um, I have a fat bomb on my hips though. So I don't add in a lot of extra fat. <laughs> So I do my coffee black. I do go through phases. Sometimes I will do my extra butter and the, you know, MCT oil in my coffee. But a lot of times if I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to allow my body to tap into its fat stores to get rid of them. So it is because, and that's where I find a lot of people, if they're switching into keto, will do that. And all of a sudden they have a 600 calorie, you know, breakfast every morning of their coffee. And the instant mix is not that much because I know because um, it's a couple. Yeah, but I'm having two. Oh, okay. <laughs> As I wink. <laughs> um, so let's talk keto a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So, and then I have other questions about your business. Okay. Um, so keto people love it. I've watched all the videos, <laughs> right? Everyone's yeah. like, go crazy, not go crazy. They're, 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 yeah. they're supportive of it. It's working mm -hmm. for them. When I tried to do keto and I liked the concept of it, it did not at all work for me. And I gave it a good, like two month shot oh. and I couldn't, I think, I think I confused things. I had done something similar to carnivore. It wasn't completely yes. carnivore. Oh, I love carnivore. And, and my body loved it. And I wasn't strict about it, but I was eating mostly meat, these palm crisps that 
you know, I just ordered them on Amazon by like the week, <laughs> like the 30 packs a week kind of thing. And that's an exaggeration, but it was no, a lot. Yeah. And, and I basically lived on ground beef, parm snacks and cashew nuts. And <laughs> the, and it sound, and at, at some point, I mean, I was burning, burning fat like crazy. And I, uh, was really letting go of weight fairly easily and I wasn't hungry, but I spooked myself. Cause I was like, is this healthy? This does not seem like, a a, a, a well-balanced, you know, what, right. what about the fruits? What about the vegetables? Yeah. And, and I think I was a little bit, um, it's hard to go back that far and really remember, but I, um, I think my energy was pretty good when I was doing that. When I was, when I moved out of the sort of strict version of it. And by the way, the strict version of it was not a willpower thing. It was, I was so busy. I streamlined my eating yeah. so that I just didn't have to make decisions. It wasn't a decision. I agree. Right? I do the same thing. <laughs> okay. So, uh, would you recommend going back to that? Is it going to hurt me? I love, what do okay, you think? So- um, I've been a keto fan for a while, right? Like I said, I was low carb, um, paleo. And so, especially when I started teaching my patients about keto, they're like, oh, now you're keto. And I was like, but the fact is, had I been telling them in the early two thousands, I want you to do keto. They would have been like, oh, that's Atkins. So it's funny how the word, so we were always like, we're going to do a low carb paleo plan and not realizing that they were doing keto. Um, I love the fact of being in ketosis. I love all of the benefits for the brain. I love the benefits for the immune system on inflammation. There's all sorts of stuff. I always tell people just type in ketosis and blah, 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 whatever it is that they want to find over on their search engine and they can find all sorts of stuff. Right. Um, so I'm a huge fan of that. Several years back, I started seeing people doing carnivore and I was like, that cannot be healthy. Right. Like the same thought where you just said, like, what about fruits and vegetables? And in my head, I'm like, that's going to be too acidic. You're only getting stuff from meat. And I just started digging again. I just want to learn more. And so for, um, there were a couple different podcasts that I saw, and this is when my aha went off was that, you know, animals, when they're under attack, they run, they run away. Right. So hunters gatherers think going back to like our caveman ancestor days, um, if an animal was under attack, they left. They had that opportunity to leave. Plants, nuts, seeds, they can't run away. So they secrete other like, um, like lectins. Toxins. Ah, yeah. this is the toxin thing. Okay, yes. I'm following you. So they secrete this so they're not, it's to protect themselves from being eaten. And that's typically the stuff that people are sensitive to. So that was my aha. When I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, goodness, like I'm going to try carnivore for a bit. So I went hardcore for several weeks and I loved it, right? Like it was amazing. And for me, it was funny because my weight didn't shift, but I could tell I was increasing muscle mass. And so of course, muscle weighs more than fat. So my weight on the scale wasn't shifting, but I could tell my body was shifting, you know, composition. So I did that. And then it's just funny just how life happens. You kind of fall away from it. So I'm pretty much more keto. However, especially for women, I am that one that advocate that women needs that we need to knock ourselves out of ketosis again because of our hormones. So whether it's two days out of the week to knock yourself out of ketosis or one week out of the month, I always tell ladies like pay attention because you are going to notice there's a, there's a certain time period that you crave carbohydrates. Typically, most of us, it's during our period. Sometimes it's the week before. Occasionally, some people really crave carbs during ovulation. And that's your body's innate way of saying, hey, <laughs> I need a little bit more carbohydrates. So you don't have, like, as as the doctor, mm-hmm. Dr. Lisa, yeah. you're not, you don't think um, removing fruits and vegetables from the diet and grains, because that would, yeah. carnivore would be, basically yeah, if anyone getting, yeah grains out of the diet for sure yeah so for anyone who's not familiar with carnivore carnivore is basically eating meat <laughs> meat and and meat products so dairy is part of it as well yeah i'm yeah i'm not a huge dairy fan but okay. yeah so like when i did carnivore i was literally doing red meat <laughs> yeah like I'd and, have a and steak so so dinner. do you think from your perspective long term that's viable viable is another word, right? Because it's hard living that way in typical life of what, you know, like being out in the real world, that's difficult. Um, I am a fan of doing it. And then just seeing how your body is, it's a great way to test food allergies. 
it's a phenomenal way to test food allergies. You're taking everything out and then slowly incorporating them back. And then you see how your body responds. Fabulous way to test that way. Because I think a lot of times there's a lot more food sensitivities to things than what people even realize. So um, I like it. It's, it's hard for people to follow. You have to have willpower to follow that. Yeah, right. You have to, yeah, you have to be committed to it for sure. And I just kind of fell into it and then I fell out of it. So there you go. Yeah. And it's short term, right? Like it's fine to do short term. I think every single person, every single person is different. We've got to figure out what works right for us. Right. Like I've got some of my friends right now that are going crazy high, well, crazy high carbs as in like 200 grams of carbs each day, which to me is crazy. Um, but they're thriving on it. So it's different for every person. We just got to figure out how it is. And when they're eating these carbohydrates, it's like good quality carbs. It's not, you know, potato chips and whatever Doritos. I have to say <laughs> potato chips are my like guilty pleasure. Like, totally <laughs> potato chips and popcorn. Okay. There you go. You've, you've heard it. <laughs> uh, I am not perfect. Look at that. Uh, what about women of different ages? So like we have women, I, I would say, you know, we have women in their twenties and thirties listening yeah. to the podcast and then later in years as well, yeah. but there's a good majority in the, their forties and fifties. Um, is there a, a different, do you look at different things when you're working with women of different ages? Yeah. And obviously hormones play. Right. This, and especially so. like the forties to fifties when we're perimenopausal. Yeah. Like let's look at it. And sometimes we still, um, and regardless, even if my women are menopausal, if they're like late fifties and they haven't, you know, had a period for however long, like your body still is following a certain rhythm. And so I still give them a week to knock themselves out of ketosis, right. If they're following that. Um, so yeah, I do look at that. And sometimes it is, like I said, sometimes with perimenopausal women, we might need a little, a little more carbohydrates. It might just be dependent. Also, like what's your activity level? Like, are you just sitting behind a computer screen all day long? Or are you out there crossfitting five days a week? Because it's going to be different for those people too. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Shifting gears here. I was checking out your Instagram before oh. I got on here. I know my, my Instagram my, is don't. not good. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Uh, mine isn't particularly fabulous right now. Either. So all that being said, there was a post, I don't know how long ago it was, but you were holding the introverts United mug oh God, yeah. and, and I of course beeline to that. And you had mentioned being at a, a event and being an introvert. So many people wouldn't recognize this in me because I'm on this podcast and I, uh, present very confidently and I love speaking on stages and, and all of this, but I, I'm a hermit. I love my little introverted world. So I wanted to dive into that and talk about how you have integrated being an introvert with building your business. Oh, I look because I do a podcast too on this one. I'm like, oh, this isn't, um, this is only audio. They can't see me like holding my head right now. <laughs> so I was that girl that never spoke until her junior year of high school. Right. Like, I mean, I, I say that and people are like, you didn't really talk. I'm like, well, no, I just was so shy. I didn't talk. Um, so quick story. And this is how I've had to go into my business. So finally, junior and senior year um, in high school is when I realized like, oh my gosh, this is actually cool. I can have friends. I can talk like, this is great. Went away to college, went right back into my shell. And it took me two more years to get out of my shell. So I remember when I physically moved from Michigan to Iowa to go to grad school, I sat there after my parents had moved me out there and they left. And I'm like, I'm in a whole nother state right now. And I don't know a single soul. And it's like three days before school starts. And I have no idea. And I remember in my mind thinking, all right, you can go right back into your shell and lose out on the next two years of your life, or you can actually like be uncomfortable, <laughs> be comfortable being uncomfortable. And so that's it. And people always laugh. And this is, you'll get this. Is this not the worst though? When people are like, oh, there's no way you're an introvert. I hate that. <laughs> because I'm like, you have no idea how hard it is for me to be talking to you right now. Right. Like, <laughs> But these people that are always like, oh, there's no way you're an introvert. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm an extroverted introvert. I've forced myself to be this way. Like, that's the reality of what it is. Being up on stage, yeah, I get my gut goes all crazy beforehand. I'm shaking. 
but we go out there and realize that we're playing bigger to help others. And I think that's the same thing. I sit down at my desk behind, you know, behind my desk with a new patient. I hate that interaction. I hate that first interaction with people, but I also realize that if I don't sit there and talk with them, their life is never going to get better. And they've come to me for help. They So it is, it's that constant reminder of we've got to play bigger. And man, over the course of the last year of lockdown, at first I was like that person on the go, go, go. And then all of a sudden to be forced home, I was, then I, I realized several months in, I'm like, yeah, I got to check myself. I could just sit here forever. Right? Like got into my hermit, got into my introverted side. I was like, I'm okay with this. I am never leaving my house again. <laughs> and it's like, no, Lisa, like you, you got to do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Like the one-on-one -on -one with the clients are, is challenging for you too. It's not just the big groups. Yeah, oh, for sure. It's also even like, I think the person that introduced us for this podcast, right? Like I remember mm -hmm. meeting him at uh, mastermind and was like, I didn't talk to anybody at that mastermind. I just sat there by myself. Like, how yes. do you, <laughs> how do you meet people? If you're like, I'm always like, Lisa, come on. Like you paid big, big money to be here for this mastermind, get out there and connect with people. <laughs> yeah. When I go to events that aren't my own, when I'm not putting on the event, mm -hmm. when I'm participating, my strategy is to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with people, smaller conversations. Um, I, I don't actually mind answering a question in front of a group or anything like that, or participating in a discussion, but energetically what's sustaining for me is the more intimate conversations with people and asking yeah. questions and listening and, and, and really working on like keeping it real and yeah. not having it be some wonky energy around like, um, I don't know, puffing, right. puffing energy. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I hear you on that one. And it is, it's, I am, um, I am definitely the person that's okay with listening. And I think a lot of times people are like, don't you have anything to say? I'm like, no, I'm gaining a lot of information right now. That's just how I, how I am. I think listening is, is a, a superpower that many people don't have. <laughs> and, and, and it, and it, and it hurts them, whether it's in a sales conversation or it's in a podcast interview or it's at events or with your family or your clients, if you're in a service-based business, I think listening, so if, if you can really tap into learning how to listen, I mean, if, if it's not your superpower right now, I want you to know that you can become a much better listener and it doesn't mean, um, making yourself small or diminishing yourself. It's actually empowering yourself because when you really hear someone, when you really hear what they're saying, not only do they feel heard and better, but you've gained something you have grown, you have, it will give you the information you need to, to, to take the next step in your life, your business, that relationship, whatever, whatever it is. So I think it's a real superpower. I agree. Okay. So shifting gears again, some of my biggest breakthroughs have been a result of shifting my mindset. It's what I teach just in full transparency, you know, how, how critical this is because mindset is where our thinking is set at, where our mind is set at. And if you want, you know, my, my value proposition is let's, let's increase your income generation faster than you ever thought possible in order to do that. That's a different, your mind has got to be set at a different level of awareness, a different level of behavior, action, uh, you know, opportunity, seeing all of that. And so we have to, we have to change our mindset. So with that as the frame, mm -hmm. how significant has mindset been to you and what shifts have you made since say when you first launched your business and, and now? Mine even happened in grad school, right? Like I remember, cause this is the example, example I use all the time. Um, I sat in class probably my first trimester of school. And one of the instructors was like, get rid of all the negative people in your life. And I remember sitting there thinking, what do you do when it's your family? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a big deal. Because huh? it wasn't that, I mean, God, if my parents listened to it, but it was just that thought of like, and it wasn't because it was just how they were trained, right? The mother, father, teacher, preacher on what we were told we can do. We can't do, we can't but all of this stuff. And so it was then and there that I was like, I've got to shift this. Like I, 
like I'm responsible for me is how it, how it is. So that is that thought process. I'm that person that does the affirmations in the morning, right? Even this morning, I started out with my stuff. I've got my goals. I've got my vision board. I have all of that. And so, um, even in the last year, like it's been crazy to see what my brick and mortar business and shutdowns and everything else. And I like hundred percent transparency. There were days that I was like, this sucks. <laughs> right. Like, and then again, it was like, Lisa time out. Like you are, you attract this, like stop one second. You know what I mean? So it is my so let's is pause. Let's pause right there. Yeah. So, um, I want to go back to the family stuff in a moment, but very timely, you have a brick and mortar business. Mm -hmm and obviously shut down. How did you, how did you manage your mindset around that? And how did you shift your business just in a nutshell? Like, how did you keep the doors, the proverbial doors, not the literal doors? Open? Well, we were in like, thank God I was deemed essential for emergencies only. So, I mean, when I'm a wellness-based practice, that was great. Um, sarcasm there. You can't see my eyes rolling, <laughs> but it was that thought at first I went into a panic. Like I, when I realized that two weeks didn't mean two weeks <laughs> and I was like, this could be indefinite, this could be a year. And then it was, okay, well, let's, let's go back to the basics. Let's make sure we've got everything covered. And for me as a brick and mortar, I went through and just obviously the physical things that I did checking overhead, all of those things, making sure the business was still going to be in check, like that type of stuff. But again, focusing in, and even now, like it's hard um, it's such a polarizing environment out there. It's you got to check yourself every, like every couple of minutes when I've got a new person in just to make sure that I'm cool, calm and collected. Like that's where I'm at. Right. Like whatever's happening here is staying here. I'm not going to outwardly project, you know, whatever off to other people. It's like, Hey, this is my stuff today. We're dealing with my stuff here. Like Lisa, check this at the door. You are now being Dr. Lisa to help love, serve everybody else over here. Okay. So compartmentalizing yes. is what I'm hearing. Yes. You got to do it. Okay. You got, yeah. You got to do it. Okay. Okay. Great. And do you want to go back to toxic, toxic family? How did you uh, <laughs> like, you're like, really, I really don't want that on the, the, the podcast. Yeah. No, it's but just like the negative Nellies, right? It's just how it was. But it was also, I look back at my grandparents were that way. My grandparents lived through the depression. Of course, they're going to expect the worst, right? Like that's yeah. how it was. And so they taught that to their parents or to their children, which are my parents. And so it's been, it's so interesting to see like how little seeds that we plant like my parents are amazing now and so they'll even be like oh i guess i just realized what i did i'm like yeah you did you know so um just i mean it, i think it's really an important conversation to, to have like that mindset that you have to sacrifice eliminate toxic people in your life whether it's your best friend sometimes or your parents yeah or your siblings is, is a tough one for people to understand. And there's a lot of nuance to this. Yeah. It, I don't think it's, it's, um, sometimes it's just setting clearer boundaries. Sometimes it's being clear about how much time you're spending. Sometimes it's, it's, it really is about removing yourself from, from the family for a period of time. Yeah. And that is a challenging one for people to hear. And whenever I go there with a client, I go there very sensitively because yes. it's not, it, you can't do it with a, um, Sharp you know, knife. When, yeah. And, <laughs> and it, and it doesn't, it's not a one size fits all no. situation. So it, it's really important, but, but you do have to have your eyes open around this, that, that it's not just the guy in traffic who's got rage uh, road rage that has a negative toxic energy. Sometimes it's the people we love and the people yeah. we've grown up with. So, and it is, it's some of those friendships. It's one of those things that even just recently, I remember, like, I just had a friendship within grad school that, um, it was just not fitting, right? Like that's the best way to say it. Um, and even with Facebook, it's hard because people still pop into your life. Right. And then they all, again, still want to be besties. And I'm just like, sorry, like, like, mm, no, yeah. It, yeah. Like, and I don't want this that comes across as arrogant. Like that's um, like, I'm only going to like, but you have to be able, you have to protect yourself. Like you have to, you know, it's the fool me once shame on me. <laughs> fool me twice, Shame on you little thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and the other thing that happens there, I think is, is that you have to have the perspective. Well, you don't have to, you can do anything you want. Mm -hmm. I have the perspective and I teach the perspective that the universe is happening for you. Yes. That, that if 
if someone is, is hurt by my actions and quite frankly, I've been hurt by other people's actions, right? Like this is not a unidirectional experience, but so, so let's say I've been hurt by someone's uh, actions. Let's say they, they don't want to be friends with me anymore. That hasn't come up, but let's just say, okay. And other things have come up. Okay. Um, <laughs> but that one hasn't. And, and if that happens, I have to recognize this is work. This is something that's happening for me, not against me. Yes. And when I do that, I'm able to learn and grow and become more and, and use the experience to support my evolution. Right. And I have the, the, that as a position that those, the person might be hurt right now by the, the experience of me saying, no, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Or I don't want to spend a certain amount of time with you. And if they really allow it to work for them, it will be one of the best things in their lives as well. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, but you can't control that. their perspective, but you can control how you think about what's happening for them. Mm -hmm. It is. And how you just said that, like the, the universe is conspiring for us. And I feel like I've had to have that conversation with certain people where it's like the victim mentality. I'm like, everything, like the world's not out for you. Like the, everything is working for us. It's not against us. So yeah, I absolutely. hundred percent. Okay. Before I ask you my final questions, where can people find you in the world if they want to learn more about your services and getting help from you and yeah. how to help their health, all that yeah. stuff. Dr. Lisa O, D-R-L-I-S-A-O.com. And then my office of all like the chiropractic stuff is a spine at a time.com. And then social media, unfortunately, is my whole name. So Dr. Lisa Olszewski. So that would probably be in the show notes. <laughs> yes, there you go. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. So what do you continue? What do you do yourself to continue to learn and grow and to stay on the top of your game, whether that's professionally or business development wise? Uh, yeah. What is I, your like? Practice. I have a TV. I do not ever turn on my TV. So I am literally always listening to podcasts, to YouTube, to, you know, bit shoot also whatever, all of the places, everything is now. So I am constantly, um, listening to that. I feel like I've been on more virtual online seminars. So I'm always constantly trying to up level and just continue to grow where before I used to attend conferences all the time, you know, <laughs> we can't travel anymore, or I guess all my conferences are now virtual. So I just do those instead. So I can stay at home and not leave. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Now we're going to go, go in a different direction. Okay. What do you love most about yourself? I would say my smile and my laugh as much as like listening to this audio, you guys might be like, Oh, <laughs> they <laughs> so might see what... the video too. We'll see. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And then, um, <laughs> I can I just continue to add? No. <laughs> yes, please. I think I think I mean the reason I I put this question mm -hmm. forth today was I think that there's a I don't know that there's a lack of self-love, but there is a lack of acknowledgement around it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to to acknowledge the love that we have for ourselves. I think it, it it's generative. It it gives us energy. Yeah. And five years ago, had you asked me this, I would have been like nothing. Right. Because that's like where most people would be, but it's also, I feel like I have such an innate love for everybody and helping others, but I have to keep that in check. Right. <laughs> Cause I've still got to make sure I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So what makes you an unstoppable woman? Oh my gosh. Can, like the last answer, like taking care of other people, making sure I'm always striving to be the best version of me possible. Yeah. So that you can take care can, of other people. Yeah. And so I can serve at my best to help everybody else. Cause if um, I'm not full, then it's, you know, can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, Lisa. This has been a great ride. I so appreciate you sharing so many like specific actions people can take from the essential oils to how you approach, you know, your pre-sleep, you know, protocol and magnesium to how you eat and also sharing transparently the struggles that you've gone through and, and who you were in the past and how you've grown and evolved. Because I think so often we see 
someone who's a successful female business owner and we don't know what it took to get there. And it's always important to see that, you know, it's not, it's not a perfect, perfect journey and you can do it imperfectly and still, you know, be sexy and beautiful and love your, love your laugh and not have to starve yourself. So there you go. Right. <laughs> we can actually eat. <laughs> yes. I'm so pro eating. Can I just tell you, I love to eat. I love food. <laughs> right. and I think, Absolutely. Okay. Me too. I'm such a foodie. <laughs> and I think women are ravenous. Okay. I'm going to go off a little bit. I'm going to go off on a little rant. I think, I think mm -hmm. women are ravenous. I think we're ravenous for real substance. Well, whether that's like friendship substance, real connection, real intimacy, whether that's real substance in terms of what we're learning intellectually, our, our, our like depth of knowledge about how this world works, uh, real substance in terms of food, like we crave real food, real substance in terms of sex. I think we're ravenous around this stuff. Like, and we're not yes. feeding our minds, our spirits, our bodies, our hearts in a really full and impactful way. And I think, I think we need to feed ourselves. And if there's something that's stopping yes. you from feeding yourself metaphorically or actually, it's time to look at what's stopping you and become, yes. I'm going to do my thing, become unstoppable, right? Like go for your life, live your big life. Okay. Yes. With that, I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us and for being a part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. I want to let you know that we've got a ton of free resources for you for scaling your business at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff please go ahead and check those out. And we'd also love your help in getting the message out. Share this podcast with all the unstoppable women in your life, your friends, your colleagues, your business besties, please do that. And if you're game, we'd super duper duper appreciate a review on iTunes as well. Thanks so much and be unstoppable. <laughs>